0: ever rubbing a bird. Uh, this is,
1: this is going to be a really hard one for us to bullshit about before the, the actual podcast because all I want to talk about is how this book wronged
0: me. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're just real... We, I think we all came fresh out of just reading this. I don't know. I mean, um, Jordan, when did you read the book? Put you on the spot.
2: Uh, Yeah, I read it over the course of a couple of days. Yes, it took me a couple of days to read this hundred-page book with nine spaces between each paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just finished. I finished it over breakfast today. Okay. um, Yeah. 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 And I, I read it on my phone, so there was a little bit of like eye blur mm, going mm, on. I had to like mm. take some eye rests mm-hmm. and some brain rests because it felt like it was stabbing me in the brain with a fork every time I read it.
3: <laughs> Jordan, I think you I think you did the right thing in metering out the suffering that you had to go through. Right.
0: Yeah, maybe I free-based this book this morning and I kind of regret it. You're you're <laughs> right, Kevin. I wanted I wanted to do some bits, like some banter bits about NFTs and and <laughs> Fortnights and all of the things, but I'm just I'm just burning with a seething rage towards this book, and and Jordan, I'm so sorry you had to return to join us for this hot garbage fire.
2: You know, yes, the book was bad, and I hate all of you. Yes, that's, <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. just go into Fair. it with that information. Yeah, but you know, it, there's it, it, it's it's more fun to talk about than something that was just kind of pleasantly middle of the road. You know, it's uh, it's more fun to talk about Birdemic than it is Blade Three. <laughs> That, oh, this
0: is true. That's true. That's true. I do have a lot of opinions on Blade Three. If you want to talk about, you know, Parker Posey is a vampire, perfect casting.
2: But it is good casting. Huh? Maybe Blade Three is good. I guess I was I guess what I was <laughs> shooting for in that analogy is something kind of like forgettable and middle of the road.
0: Not, not to derail. I, I do, <laughs> I do love that story about Blade. Let's call it, Jordan. Let's be honest. Let's call it Blade Trinity, as we're supposed to call it. I'm um, sorry,
2: I Blade Trinity. <laughs>
0: uh that the onset stories that Wesley Snipes at some point refused to act so they uh a lot of that movie is cut around they just had him on camera not saying anything mm-hmm. and then they ad-libbed Ryan Reynolds saying a bunch of uh funny banter as he was finding his Ryan Reynolds persona And it would cut to Blade just going, "Mm, I don't like that joke. But, like, it was just, (laughs) they just used him standing there for the shot, is kind of amazing.
2: So they just banked Wesley Snipes' reactions for a couple hours. And then he had to go to his trailer and they just cut them in.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
3: I feel like that's Wesley inventing a new method school of acting. Like, that's another layer of method acting. (laughs) Right. Like, truly yeah. being in the role.
2: I'm going to give you every possible reaction you could ever want within the space yeah. of two hours. And then I will go to my trailer and you can make the movie because I've given you everything. I've given you every possibility.
0: The the man who gave us some motherfuckers who are always trying to ice skate up hill
2: oh, is so also good.
0: Respo- so good. Such a good improvised line.
2: <laughs> is that his? That's an ad lib? That's a, we're going to need a bigger boat?
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, he's really... He really brought a lot to that character. Anyway, welcome to Goosebuds. Hello. Welcome to Goosebuds. Welcome. We are joined by the wonderful Jordan Morris, who has returned to us against all caution and signs saying he should have done (laughs) one and never come back. Thank you, Jordan, for returning. Hi,
2: it's good to be here. Good to be here.
1: Jordan, welcome. And welcome you, Goosebuds listener. This is a show by me, (laughs) Kevin, my friend Chad over there. hi, Chad. Hello. And uh, my friend Paul. Say say hi, Paul. Uh,
0: Hi. (laughs) We're so so nervous and timid in our (laughs) reaction. Hello. I'm doing
3: this uh, in Wesley Snipes style. I'm going to just stand here and not do anything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually,
2: all of
1: Paul's reactions have been pre-recorded, and we're just kind of hitting a soundboard for him.
0: (sighs) Paul's been (laughs) dead for three years, and we've just been reusing his lines. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, so just at some point you sat down and went, this was bad. Fuck R.L. Stein. This made <laughs> <Yeah>. no sense. <laughs> I'm
0: thinking about buying crypto coins.
2: For
1: contingency purposes, we probably should record us uh, saying those things. Just in case yeah. something happens. <laughs>
0: we we need to do the equivalent of whatever that SNL uh, uh, sketch that was also on the Dana Carvey show where just Tom Brokaw is recording every news line possible. Has, yep. It was like, Harold Ford was attacked by bears today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, in ca-
1: <laughs> just in case uh, just in
0: case yeah <laughs>
2: this book introduces information on the very last page that it would have been nice to know throughout the entire book <laughs> This we should we
0: should we should talk about this 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 dumb book. Well, uh, well,
3: we should talk about this dumb book. I think because it's very germane to what we're talking about here, which is that this book contains every bad habit of RL Stein, so you could record a line about every bad habit of RL Stein mm-hmm. and this book you would be able to float through an episode using those pre-recorded lines.
1: <laughs> this book is violence. This book was <laughs> destructive to my mental health kevin you said it you said it
3: before we started recording this book was a trap laid by rl stein in the late 90s for
2: our podcast
1: yeah this is like a firewall he's trying to get us to quit at this point (laughs) so
2: so wait so i mean this kind of mirrors the plot of the book this is rl's revenge yes
0: oh shit oh my god shit I was wondering if there was any way, because listen, Jordan, um, we are pretty sure that even though he has never acknowledged us, R.L. has to have listened to this podcast at some point. He has to have. <laughs> not even in an egotistical way. I would. If there was a podcast of 115 episodes of something that I had written, I'd check out an episode. <laughs> uh, and R.L. must not be big fans of us, even though we love you, Danny R.L., who punishes us all the time. It is a very, like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. one way relationship right. is it possible that we've been doing this podcast for like six plus years mm-hmm. that somehow this Goosebumps 2000 book was written with R.L. knowing we were coming he wrote this book with us in mind and he's like fuck Chad, fuck Kevin fuck Paul, fuck what unknown guest is coming
2: on the episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah well if that's the case R.L. is spelled J-E-R-K there it is <laughs> God, <damn> it. <laughs>
1: What was that? What was that? <laughs> that was the only,
3: like, logical recurring thread throughout this book. That was the only thing that, like, RL stuck to. Everything else was just throwing shit at the wall.
1: You know, the number one rule of comedy is when you have a bad joke, you just say it five more times, and then mm-hmm. it becomes a good
0: joke. How'd you know my stand-up routine? <laughs> that wasn't my entire... <laughs> <laughs> gonna dig myself up. By the way, so for anyone younger listening to this podcast... Uh, Revenge R Us is a play on a old a franchise of stores called Toys R Us that used to be around. Oh my god, you're right! And after, usually after like Sunday church, if you were really good, your parents would take you to Toys R Us and get you a free pack of Pokemon cards.
3: And if your parent was R L. Stein, uh, (laughs) he sat in the car while you got your Pokemon cards uh, with your other parent and looked at the at the store's name and went, "Huh,
2: that's a book," and then wrote a book based (laughs) on that. (laughs) But the title will be nonsensical, but I, so I'll replace the noun with a concept where you and is instead of are, but I won't even think about changing it.
1: Uh, Jordan, I don't know if you know this, but uh, R.L. writes all of his books title first. He said this in interviews. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he gets the name of the title first, the way all great authors work,
2: and then he writes the book <laughs> from the title.
0: And then you go from there.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, Ernest Hemingway was just like, the old man and the sea, let's yeah. see where this goes. <laughs>
0: All right, what's his relation to this body of water? Hmm. <laughs>
1: uh, we'll figure it out in the stream of consciousness sort of way. Like.
0: <laughs> uh, before before we dive in, I guess we should ask, you know, Jordan, the last time we went, I'm sure we asked you what your relationship with Goosebumps is. Uh, that was the core Goosebumps, not the Goosebumps 2000. I want to ask you... What's your relationship with revenge? Have you <laughs> wow. have you ever have you ever taken revenge out on anyone? Have you ever been revenged in
2: on? Do you think about revenge a lot? <laughs> yes, constantly. I'm always thinking about revenge. But you know what, uh something that I learned is I've, you know, I've been considering revenge. Um oh. And try, you know, I've always wanted to try it. Like, you know, there's so many revenge stories mm-hmm. in pop culture. I'm like, I gotta try this for myself. But yeah. after reading this one, <laughs> you know, I'm 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 reconsidering it because I mean, sometimes revenge it it means it, it corrupts us. It, it'll it'll turn us into literal or figurative toads. So, <laughs> Jordan, revenge is
3: revenge is sweet, but you shouldn't try it at home. No,
2: uh,
0: uh-uh. <laughs> just leave it to a professional. Yeah, yeah. This book maybe this book's maybe this book's scared scared straight on on doing on doing pranks. It's probably not the moral of this story. No There's no moral here.
3: There's no moral here. Shit just kinda happens. There's chaos and it's, and, and it just happens and, and people are punished for I mean, they're all terrible people, so I guess that that's right. kind of the moral. It's just don't be a terrible person, but I don't know what we're supposed you, to take. No, you.
0: maybe there is a moral and this and this is getting a little into it. The moral of this story is if you're going to do a curse, go to a licensed certified cursor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. You know, uh, a city-ordained witch. A notarized <laughs> witch. Yeah, notarized witch, because what mostly seems to go on in this book is just sloppy magic. It's not that <laughs> right. Well,
3: and we don't want to jump ahead in the story, but I do want to say that there, the, that could have been the moral, Chad. That could have been the moral until the book decided to throw that moral away and punish us further with
1: more chaos. <laughs> let's uh let's introduce some characters. Let's let's sure. get into it. Cause whew, I'm gonna have to pour myself a drink after this one. Uh Wade Brill. Wade Brill is our protagonist. Our first
3: purely sociopathic protagonist that opens the book with, I think about revenge a lot.
1: <laughs> well I think Wade it can in some ways be forgiven for being a sociopath because she's a sociopath by necessity.
0: It's true. Yeah. Survivalist. True. Sociopath. Uh, yeah. Wait. Well, Wade, maybe I think this is maybe sociopathic behavior. Writing your own name on the mirror is a, maybe, maybe that's a way of like putting a goal out there, but oh, that's yeah. more just writing out. Remember who you are like memento. <laughs> At the beginning
2: of the story, <laughs> right, right. She's so she's so tormented by her brother Micah. She's losing her sense of self, and she's just having to constantly <laughs> remind herself that she exists, that she matters.
3: But then she wipes <laughs> yeah. herself from existence, like Micah does every time he pour, he performs mm. another act
2: of revenge <laughs> upon her. Yes, yeah.
0: I, I I guess like you said, this Kevin. I well, I this is something where Wade is probably sympathetic in that. These are some of the meanest sibling moves I've seen in a Goosebumps and book. And parents. And parents. These parents. Yeah. These, yeah. So in a book series
3: uh, resplendent with terrible parents, this book features quite possibly the worst Goosebumps parents. This, this book features the hyperbolic worst of every single aspect, every bad aspect of R.L.'s writing. Again, I will say it again. It hi- it's the highlight of all of
0: those. Yeah, usually the parents are like kind of neglectful. I don't mm-hmm. even remember. Like I'm trying to remember when we read, you know, uh, Snowman of Pasadena with you, Jordan. Yes. If there were even parents <laughs> in it, this is probably like the uncle or the parent that brought the snowman in the in the warehouse crate.
3: Mm-hmm. But right.
0: usually the parents are like forgetful or negligent. That's their big sin. Right. They just mm-hmm. they're too busy always reading the paper. <laughs> or they got a big si- <laughs> they got a big science exhibit.
2: You know, parents, I have to finish this newspaper. I can't. I can't hear about how you're turning into a werewolf. Or
0: <laughs> I have to read all the obituaries. Though who died in town today? I pay thirty
2: three cents a day for this paper. I'm
3: going
0: to read it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these parents. Are so like this is genuinely me going like, oh, this is an abusive parenthood. This is a yeah. Micah is the chosen child and Wade is just shit on real hard. Yeah. Um I'm I'm trying to think of all of the things they go through. Micah Micah backs their car over Wade's bike, and Wade is blamed for it, and then parents Mock him for it?
1: That's not even going in order. Like, some of the most egregious shit happens right off the bat. Dude, with the underwear. The obsession with underwear in this book threw me for a bit of a loop.
3: It was a creepy vibe. It was, a, it was, it didn't feel right.
1: This doesn't seem like rl like this seems so wrong on a weird sexual level that i want to say that this might not have come from rl's brain this might be a ghost written one
0: i oh, you know that's what it was it was micah is micah wore the underwear
1: yeah the
3: monday yeah.
0: underwear that that's right that's it's such a childish move that in my brain i immediately just went oh that's the younger that's the younger brother
2: no that's a 17th <laughs> yeah micah micah can drive <laughs> The fact that Micah is, like, an older teenager and still yeah. still, how he chooses to spend his time is, like, hanging out at home, bothering his younger sibling, makes him seem like such a fucking loser.
1: Yeah. In a year, he'll go to regular <laughs> prison. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess there are a lot of wee-woos that go off that very early Wade Wade talks about how, like... Micah is always going through my stuff, always going through my underwear drawer. Mm-hmm. Wee woo, wee woo. Uh, um, right. mm-hmm. I know what they're looking for. They're looking for my diary.
1: In the same scene where he wears, uh, Wade's underwear on his head in front of, uh, Wade's crush, Steve Wilson, he also throws that said pair of underwear at Steve Wilson. Yes. And attempts to pants her, pants his own sister in front of her friends. And he's seventeen.
2: This is a pretty fucked up book. And then he he also eats a bite of her cake, so that's yep. pretty bad. That was pretty oh, yeah. fucked up. <laughs> and <laughs> when she's just when she's just listing the things he's done, there was one that stuck out to me for I think a lot of stuff in this book seems like it was a placeholder that they never went back and changed. Yeah. First draft mm-hmm, stuff. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> But she's like, he took two of my favorite CDs and gave them to a friend of his. <laughs> mm-hmm. That needs, like, more information and less information.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. What CDs they were.
2: Yeah. I'm like, oh, this CD thing has to come back. He's He weirdly, like, mentions it, and then it just never does. It's just, a, he took two of my CDs and gave it to a friend of his. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there was that weird one. And then, like, there was in the beginning,
3: Micah forces or tr- tricks Wade into cleaning his room for him by offering her $25 in which she discovers an inexplicable corpse of a mouse under his bed?
0: Micah's a real piece of shit.
2: Oh, yeah. I I think, you know, maybe, I don't know how hard you guys look for connections in these, but is there a world where Micah grows, grows up to be a serial killer from one of his older kids' books?
0: Well... Oh. We have not
3: discovered a connection like that yet, Jordan. But there is a part in this book that I will pause it, Now we'll, we'll talk about it. That is a that is a moment that I think occurred in another book that we read, and we'll get there.
0: Oh, okay. We'll all right. There. Well, let, let's 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 yeah, let's lay out all of these because this is this first part of the book is just to set up. Why Micah needs to be revenged.
3: Yes. Metal, yeah. needs to be
0: Metal Gear Solid's revengeance on them.
3: <laughs> and why Wade has to resort to that because the parents are so uncaring. In fact, after the underwear incident, Wade tries to tell her mom about it, to which she says, he came out in front of my friends wearing my underwear on his head. Mom laughed. Your brother is so funny. That's <laughs> yeah. the, That's the mother's response. This, Wade is upon an island unto herself. She is. She did- <laughs> revenge is her only recourse.
1: Did anyone think the twist was going to be that Wade actually sucks and she's an unreliable narrator and everything that uh, Micah did to her was revenge for something worse that she did? Or was that just me? I was hoping. M- maybe. That would have been great. yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, well i i think usually i i feel like whenever we cover these books a lot there's this is an often thing in these stories is siblings who just can't stand each other this is like rl's favorite thing to go to Mm -hmm. usually it's a younger sibling but just like they're the worst they ruin this for me they Mm -hmm. mess up my birthday party they put formaldehyde in my kool-aid whatever um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wet kool-aid <laughs> and, and usually though we end up i feel like maybe because we want to be contrarian or maybe just because we're you know we've read a hundred plus of these books we're usually like the main character kind of sucks mm-hmm. you know this is usually it's the other kids that are fine and this narrator is from this kind of very i don't know uh you know martyr complex mm-hmm. and said in this one yeah like wade is i'm really feeling for wade she has had so much shit fall upon her, and I genuinely felt like, oh, this is one of the ones where the parents are aware of what's going on. Like you said, Jordan, when when Micah eats part of her cake right in front of them, the <laughs> parents just seem to laugh it off. This is mm-hmm. this is an abusive mm-hmm. one. Like one is a a prized child, and the other one is dirt. Mm-hmm. I believe completely in Wade's motivation to get revenge. Then the weird part is, is that. Wade, early on, finds this ad for Revenge Us. I think they had, this is after the second major, you know, terrible act of Micah, where it is just, all Wade wants to do is go to her friend Aaron's birthday party.
1: And for all the complaints I have about this book, they do get going with the actual, like, The curse. Curse and stuff pretty fast. Like, there's not, there's a lot of just, like, rubbing in how terrible a person Micah is, but we we find the Revenge R Us ad pretty
0: fast, so.
2: Although I will say I, though I will say, so yeah, she finds the Revenge R Us ad in just a magazine She never says what magazine Yeah, I wanted, I wanted a cracked <laughs> magazine for sure For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, guns and ammo <laughs> <laughs> I was (laughs) flipping through my friend Aaron's Soldier of Fortune magazine.
0: Yeah. These are bathroom magazines, by the way, too. These are toilet magazines, which (laughs) I don't think are as much of a thing anymore because we have cell phones.
1: Revenge R Us makes more sense as a name for a store that sells firearms
2: than anything <laughs> for <else>. sure. <laughs> oh no. For sure. <laughs> oh no <laughs> I was only fourteen, but luckily I lived in the deep south. So <laughs> waltz into <laughs> any store and buy as many guns as I wanted. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean e- even in the Midwest, my friends, even in yeah, the Midwest. Sure. <laughs> mm. uh,
2: so even so she finds the ad and has the idea, it's like great I'm gonna use use this service to get revenge on my brother mm-hmm. and there kind of is a plot reason for it later but it's so weird that she's just like but first i'm gonna try my own revenge and mm-hmm. so she knows about the service yeah but then doesn't do it and tries a revenge that doesn't work and that just struck me as the most like Jesus Christ, you're just trying to fill 10 pages because yes. you can't get to the end. So it's like she finds it and then doesn't do anything about it while she tries her own revenge. It, it, yeah. I, it, that drove me up a fucking wall. Jordan, what is her, what is her, like, I can't even remember her revenge that
3: she oh, tries yeah. on her own. I was it's, so uh, she-
2: Putting slugs in
3: coffee. That's right. The, yeah. co- oh, the slug coffee.
0: That's right. Mike Micah a seventeen year old I mean, I guess this is also probably true to many people of that age. Micah apparently drinks three cups of coffee a day. Poor Micah <laughs> is burning his body. It's out. all bravado, Chad. yeah, he doesn't He
1: doesn't yeah. actually do that.
2: I did kind of like that he he was lying about liking coffee because it made him seem more grown up. I think that's mm. something I've heard like kids do, and maybe something I even did at that age was Jordan like, Jordan, I'm with you. i There were a couple of moments where. Micah was
3: teetering on the edge of sympath- being sympathetic in this yeah. book. Teetering. Yeah. But then at the end, all it's it's gone. It's thrown I, away.
0: He's such he's such a scumbag. He, I
3: he's I, the worst. <laughs> but to Kevin's point, I kept every time it happened I was like, This has to be Wade isn't telling us something. There's something that mm-hmm. Wade is keeping from oh, us. Oh wow. Huh. Mm-hmm. This
0: is what the books have done to us: is we are like we doubt the narrator. <laughs> it's so many times now. Hmm. Uh, it's hard to reset at the start of every Goosebumps book and just go along with the uh, reliable. I, I I wanted to call it one thing in that second kind of crime of Micah. <laughs> <laughs> Micah's second crime. Yeah, Micah needs to take uh, Wade to her Aaron's birthday party. This is the birthday party she discovers mm-hmm. the the revengeer us ad at at. And Micah just forgot to pick her up, or didn't take her. He's playing b ball with his friends, just mm-hmm. being a real piece of shit. <laughs> and Micah then proceeds to, uh, while Wade is just kind of walking through the rain, they she gets splashed, and we get our iconic uh, goosebumps. Oh, mutter, but for <laughs> the least, the least terrifying thing in the world, I, I screen grabbed it where it was just. I grabbed an umbrella and stepped out into the rain. I started down the driveway. Oh, I uttered a low moan as cold water splashed over my feet. <laughs> I'd stepped into a deep puddle. <laughs> Usually it's like I reached into the black box and felt goo or the the mummy wrapped me up in his, in his robes. Oh, I uttered a low moan. But this is just, I got wet.
3: The Gamja bar <laughs> pressed against my neck. You know, something like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just an iconic sentence It was interesting to see just purely on a womp womp. I got splashed. And
3: Micah, and you're right, and Micah do, does some fucked up stuff here, where Micah rolls up in the car twice, hitting Wade <laughs> in the face with a muddy puddle, <laughs> soaking her through with mud and, and water, and then and then letting her walk the rest of the way to the party that he was
0: supposed to drive her to. Oh, what a piece of shit. I'm, I'm with you, Jordan. And, like, I get that this, I guess, was supposed to be a setup for way to try her big like slugs in the coffees. But come on, guys. Also, slugs are our friends. Don't abuse slugs. Don't don't splat slugs. Well,
2: well, they're slugs, part
0: of our ecosystem.
1: Well, they're not part of my garden, Chad. I'm not,
0: I'm, I'm not going to call off my <laughs> war
1: on slugs just because you say they're your friends. I'm sorry, but I have tomatoes and I'd prefer them to be on slugs. They're for me, not
0: the slugs. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, I'll 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 bow to that one.
1: If you do want to get slugs out of your garden, you should hire some ducks because ducks are uh, non-destructive foragers and they're pure carnivores, so they're just going to eat all the slugs in your garden and uh, ignore your uh,
2: tomatoes and plants. So, but then you have to get a bunch of alligators to get rid of the ducks. Oh it, no, yeah. we got we got
3: to give a mouse a cookie <laughs> situation here.
2: And to get rid of the alligators, you have to buy a bunch of grenades.
3: <laughs> a bunch of grenades!
1: And to get rid of... Well, no, I think it ends there. So, yeah, that's just kind
2: of the pipeline. <laughs> yeah, after you blow up the alligators with grenades, you're fine. And your tomatoes can grow unencumbered. <laughs> uh,
0: this third sin of Micah's. I, I I, I was frustrated the same way I think you were, Jordan. Where, at this point, Revenge Us had already been set up. That That ad had been ripped out. And now we're at the pool where Micah, who is a lifeguard of a full just nineties cliche. Uh or, yeah, I think he said it's lifeguard. He's teaching lessons to pay off his car. It's yeah. not a lifeguard, but Micah takes the over the PA at the pool and starts reading Wade's diary to everyone there, including the boy that Wade likes. Mm. And that that crosses a line. Did that crosses a line.
1: Did anyone uh, speaking of crossing a line? Did anyone else notice that uh, Steve Wilson is there at the pool with his sister, who is described as posing, posing in, in her a bikini. bikini?
3: And then it's just we're just given that image, like that one horny image that <laughs> RL dropped for us. It's <laughs> like, why? yeah, you gotta
1: you gotta give him a little sizzle,
2: right? Gonna...
1: <laughs> you're you're hanging out with your brother, like why are you? <laughs> RL, Rl
3: always did say sell the sizzle when he talked about his goosebumps
2: book. Right? So. Yeah, you need a you just yeah. need a you need a slug and a girl in a bikini <laughs> and you got yourself a book.
1: Also, like, correct me if I'm wrong because I stopped writing names down a, a a while into this book. But Steve Wilson's sister is Wade's friend, so she's twelve. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, yeah, probably,
3: probably. We well, already started this one off with pantsing and underwear on the head. <laughs> yeah, the, this has entered a, a strange, a strange upside down world. I think it's really funny that after the diary is read, uh, the thing that Wade thinks is, I knew I couldn't let Micah get away with this. I had waited for twelve years to pay him back. <laughs> Wade was
2: born to get revenge upon. <laughs> I Micah. Came out of the womb, <laughs> desiring <laughs> <laughs> revenge. I was thirsty not for my mother's milk, but for the sweet revenge. <laughs> That's a good catch,
0: Paul. I, uh, I, they're, they're, the reason for revenge is more than set up, and, and Wade, I think, just ignores the call to action multiple times. What is the. And, and then finally, the last straw is what? The bike? Well, yes, the bike is on the way, but the bike does, I think, incense,
3: incense, uh, wade into, uh, not even having any rational thought left.
1: I think RL screwed up the order of operations here a little bit, um, Mm -hmm. in that, uh, I think the, the Revenge R.S. ad comes a little too early in the story. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh. Sure. I think it would make a a bit more sense if, if it went more like an infomercial for or a commercial for <laughs> Revenge R Us, uh-huh. and like she was just trying and failing to get revenge on Micah, which she does. Like the slug thing's a disaster. Yeah, and she's like, "Boy, I wish someone could take care of all this revenge for me."
2: <laughs> There's just an announcer who's like, "Do you have revenge piling up? <laughs> Are you too busy to take your own revenge?"
0: <laughs> a late night infomercial, a la the, I don't know what my reference point is from Requiem for a Dream, the Sally's Got Juice, Sally's Got Juice, uh, is like you get Shooter McGavin to be on TV going, do you have someone that you need to ruin their life? And it's kind of on this like midnight TV channel where no one else can verify that it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. That'd be like, that'd be great. Perhaps some errant signal you
3: picked up at night that was some pirate yeah. signal. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, some scrambled cable, because yeah. everyone was doing that back then. Yeah, just some... But this is just a... <laughs> I don't know. There's something so mundane about the big reveal of... She looks up, you know, Wade's like, finally, like, I'm going to get Micah back. And I'm um, I've enough is enough. The slug coffee didn't work. My bike is a mess, and my dad mocked me for it. I'm going to go look up the address, because there's no phone number or anything. Oh, and Revenge rest Us, they're in our town. They're just a local business. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well. is this a yeah, what magazine is she reading this in? <laughs> I guess maybe it's like how there's Burbank magazine. So maybe it's something yeah, yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Milwaukee Today magazine. Those yeah. are the bathrooms. Right, right, yeah, she, like one like, of those
3: one of those small town like Coffee Talk magazine that's like in every cafe. I mean, yeah, yeah, got yeah, yeah, got yeah. yeah.
1: After this we get some more classic RL like class trash. Dude, this
3: part was great where <laughs>
1: the, the bad part of town is is signified
3: by the smell of cooking fish.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Right, all those dirty seafood lovers those on the other eaters. side of town with their red lobsters and cheddar bay biscuits scarfing down their clam chowder like a bunch of filthy uh, fishermen.
0: They got Long John Silvers over there. We don't have those.
2: <laughs> we don't even know what hush puppies are.
0: This was R.L.
3: Uh, dipping his toe into a little H.P. Lovecraft classism. and, and right. uh, yes! yeah. Right. <laughs> because there's even a part there's even a part where where it's like and i heard someone talking in a foreign language
1: no and- you're right <laughs> this is this is hp lovecraft classic racism for kids Play- like
0: I, I just there was something about like I don't know about but you guys like I didn't grow up in a trailer park but trailer parks are pretty mundane like I I I'd go there a lot for like work trips with my dad yeah. And just yeah you'd like just people living in homes they just yeah. happen to, they happen to be in a different style than the one you lived in but the way they're just like oh my god this is so. They're just, the homes have wheels? This is terrifying.
2: <laughs> I saw a grocery store that wasn't a Whole Foods. <laughs> it was a filthy Kroger.
1: <laughs> oh, and he, he almost doesn't bear mentioning, but Carl is here, guys. Everyone, give it up for Carl. Carl Carl.
0: Carl is a late addition to the story.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Carl is an unwanted addition to the story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Carl's like a second draft,
3: fix all the problems edition. You know what I mean? Like it's like we gotta get we like when she encounters curse number two, we needed Carl for that. Essentially,
2: can anyone name
1: a single trait of Carl's?
2: (laughs) Yeah, so I I Uh, took so there's so yeah, Carl is Carl is such an you know just dead appendage on this story and they set up so many kids in the beginning and there's the one she has the crush on so Mm -hmm. yeah isn't there a world where the crush comes with her and their relationship (laughs) deepens nah that'd be better that'd be better invent a new kid named Carl and at the end when the revenge starts working I think something magical happens in front of Carl for the first time I think it's Micah turning into the slug yeah but Mm -hmm. she's like and then it happened Micah turned into a slug cool Carl said Carl just says "cool." <laughs> like that's his reaction to learning that sure, magic is real.
3: Sure, there's a couple times where where his only line is "cool." There's cool. There's, a, there's quite a few cools from him. he he does also have the one trait of being a, a being a dog's bane. He is he's anti dog. He's a dog repellent. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that that's the Carl's only other cool trait. but repellent. that doesn't
0: go anywhere. I guess. Well, I guess it does with <laughs> later on. <laughs> With just the dogs are attracted to people with hair I guess. Yeah, he
1: has he has cachet among the local dogs. He knows their secrets. He can end any <laughs> one of their careers with a drop of a hat.
0: <laughs> so they they go to this trailer park and follow the ad. I guess it just said look for the pink pink RV in, purple. <laughs> yeah. Purple. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Thank you. But which is color? Uh purple RV and and they quickly meet just I think a local amateur witch, without saying it, is just a lady with a raven as a bird or a crow as a bird, which is pretty normal, especially (laughs) out here in Burbank. I feel like I have multiple friends with birds.
2: Uh, uh, At the end, uh, you know, skipping around a little bit, when, when the twist comes at the end and they learn that, you know, Micah had been setting this up the whole time. Mm-hmm. There's this other crow that they're after. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. like, yep, that's an ordinary crow that we got at a pet store. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what pets? is? What pet store sells crows? <laughs> i never <seen> them yet. <laughs> Would you fuck? Would you? You would flip if you like went into a pet store. And they yeah. were just selling crows, right?
0: If, if if he had said we threw a pillowcase over a random bird on the street and painted it black, that'd be more believable than we got. A selling, crow we caught a store.
2: crow. You can catch a crow. He's a crafty yeah. shithead dirtbag kid. Yeah. You can catch a crow. That's true. Yeah. You can. You could catch a crow. They're, they are the
3: most intelligent bird, but you could catch a crow.
2: That's yeah. true, and they are there. Yeah. I think they have the capacity for revenge, right? Yeah, yeah they do. So maybe this is a thematic thing. <laughs> RL was onto something here. Yeah, it's a good book.
1: It's a good
3: book. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the book is
1: good. See, yeah, we, this proves it. This proves it. Uh, I feel like you could also just go to like Michael's and get like a fake crow and put it in a cage and like let Wade's panic brain do that, but we're not there yet.
0: Right. Yeah. We're not there yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the deal with the devil that is so not an interesting deal with the devil. The deal
3: at with all. the devil that that Wade proposes that she sell her soul. She doesn't even ask to sell her soul. She just automatically offers her soul up instantly. Uh, she's sitting there with what's the what's the witch's name again? I didn't write it down for some reason. Iris. Iris is the bird, right?
2: Maggie is the Maggie is the bird. is the, bird. Maggie she's the, the bird. laziest the bird. fucking name. <laughs> I
0: had the to... yeah yeah, and Iris is probably listen. The Goo Goo Dolls is probably on when RL was oh, writing this. Oh, without a doubt. Like, <laughs>
1: oh, you know RL loves the Goo Goo Dolls. He loves without him. a doubt. Loves them. There's a great,
3: there's a great moment in the uh, when they sit down uh, with Iris to do the to do the witchcraftery. Uh, on a chest besides the TV, I spotted a skull, a human skull. My mouth dropped open. Is that real? Her smile didn't fade. Probably.
2: What? <laughs> I kind of love, I kind
1: of love Iris as a character. Yes. Just being a a, a self employed person myself. This is basically.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you place ads in magazines and local magazines. Well, yeah, all the time.
0: <laughs> I, I, Iris, I like Iris a lot too, despite her being really bad at this witch thing. Maybe that made it her endearing. I liked <laughs> that she put out a local ad, but it also is like. Clearly got an issue of giving out free business to people uh-huh. and then never collecting on any
3: debts. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> she, I mean, you, you called it out, Paul. I, I, the genuine chuckle I got out of me was when immediately Wade is like, "Oh my god, I'm about to trade you my soul," and she's like, "No, just I, what the fuck's this wrong is with business. you?" Business, like, I just need some <laughs> money. Well,
1: well, as we learn later, Micah has already paying Iris. To right. like enact this like sick revenge fantasy thing onto Wade,
0: but I'm gonna guess Micah didn't pay her either. I thought she said like no, oh, he, he hadn't paid me back either. Three
1: hundred bucks, three hundred bucks.
0: Oh, I miss okay, I missed that too. Wow. Yeah, and we we'll, yeah. a good deal for a for a revenge. Yeah,
1: three hundred ninety dollars, pretty good. Yeah, three hundred ninety dollars, which is like
3: all of the money that Micah saved all summer. So Micah's been saving up for a car. And I we got to get to to the motivation behind Micah's revenge, but we'll get there at the end because I do not understand what drove Micah to the to this level of conspiracy with Iris.
2: But uh, wait, but back to the back to the economics of it for a second. This yeah, is a yeah. long <laughs> game they're playing, so this has to take this has to take a month. And so she made three hundred bucks. I mean, maybe she has multiple clients, but.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry.
2: This just does not seem like. <laughs> yeah,
1: I do in the trailer park, but like it's probably not three hundred dollars. Like,
3: well, Iris is Iris is growing tomatoes in the back, and then she has to buy some ducks and some alligators and some grenades. So she's she's, right, re- yeah. she's got high <laughs> expenses. And
1: again, she's
2: probably got multiple clients. This is probably it's probably a volume game for her. You know, uh, pile them high, sell them cheap. I guess, but hey, like hey, uh, no, wait.
1: It it can't be a volume game for her because as we learn later, the crow is limited to three curses a day. Oh that's oh, true. Oh,
0: fuck that rule. Yeah, fuck that rule out of nowhere. That's true. That
1: rule we <laughs> learn on the last page. <laughs> I don't know, even if it's like a hundred bucks a curse, like that's still Yeah.
0: Well then you think you gotta get you gotta get more crows, right? This is like, you know, when you're mining for Bitcoin. You gotta get right. like a bunch of video cards. She needs like a hundred crows. Uh-huh. There's
1: also no reason for her to do this in person she could just have a call center right where like someone calls in and says hey i need a curse would be like great uh let's give me the details and i'll transmit your curse immediately there's no reason for a person to meet iris in person for her to conduct this business
0: no though she does seem to also like to let this is like make your own pottery she likes to also let you sometimes make the curse yourself <laughs> but that can be
1: done in a phone conversation
0: no wait wait the person ha- yeah. well i don't know i don't
3: know how the mechanics of this work with the petting of the crow but the person who is qu- supposedly casting the curse must pet the crow that yeah. that doesn't
1: make that doesn't make sense
3: because Iris pets the crow i know it doesn't make any sense actually i know
0: it? well but also we have this weird like nothing fake out of <laughs> i they first start talking to Iris like what do you want to do for revenge and she's like oh well he i, I want to i want him she's like i'm going to have him crash his car and he'll never recover and she's like oh no stop that and she's like it's too late it's too late it's going to happen cliffhanger and then going ah oh, you know what though i forgot to say a certain word well let's do it again roll up my sleeves take another stab at it. The problem we're doing is we're trying to place meaning and order
3: upon wanton chaos in this cohen esque story that RL is telling us.
1: <laughs> sound and Fury, Paul, it's signifying nothing. Signifying it's canceled nothing. by a jackass.
3: And that is another famous book written title first, Sound and the Fury.
1: Yep, <laughs> right.
2: You worked backwards. <laughs> also, Blade Trinity. They came up with yeah. that title first and then... <laughs> yeah, that's true. What if Blade
0: was the oh. guy? <laughs> What if what if Blade had to fight all three forms of God?
2: Right, he had to fight Jesus.
0: So yeah, I think you start Jesus, then you go Holy Spirit, and then God. God is final right, boss. like mm-hmm. Holy Spirit's mid level, it's got some phase powers. Sorry, I'm not gonna break rebreak Blade Trinity. Sorry.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, and then and then God is the big boss at the end. Uh, yeah, can, we can make it a fun cameo, John Turturro, or something. <laughs>
0: great god casting john totoro should totally play that. <laughs> yeah
2: thanks and blade should fight him <laughs> That's.
0: <laughs> so what happens next I, in
1: the book is a duo of fairly horrifying descriptive chapters yeah and then um some weird rl twist bullshit
0: <laughs> that's a good summary that's a that's sorry that's an insert we can use for any future review kevin thank <laughs> yeah. you
1: very much yep just cop future editor just copy paste that into whatever (laughs) we're gonna do (laughs) in the future um yeah so the itching curse is the first one Mm. and wade believes that uh she is casting the itching curse upon micah but when she wakes up the next morning like she yeah she like wakes up with the itch right
3: she wakes up less than 12 hours after the cat the curse is cast uh, yeah. is unable to talk because her tongue is is itchy. Uh, yeah. I guess, and then cannot remember the way back to uh, to Iris's house, w- of which she was there again less than twelve hours ago.
0: This is before. This is before Google Maps. This is before you know, like you can look it up on GoDaddy. It's it's probably tough. <laughs> I had to get a uh, drink of water
1: while I was reading this. So I was like, this is making me feel weird. <laughs>
0: It was uncomfortable. (laughs) Can I talk about this? The one moment of the curse that I thought was really fucking funny is how quickly Wade lets go of any sort of reservation about destroying her brother. Uh, she's, she's already reacted to Iris's pitch of like, I'm going to have your brother die in a car accident, which is pretty extreme. (laughs) Um, and then, and then now that I get another go, because that one's a McGuff, you know, uh, Mulligan, Mm. uh, Iris, (laughs) this page cracks me up. Iris leaned toward me. It'll be an itch that won't go away, she said softly. An itch that gets worse the more you scratch it. An itch that spreads and spreads until his whole body itches. His teeth itch. His eyeballs itch. His tongue itches. And he can't stop it. Well, I hesitated. He won't be able to do anything, Iris continued excitedly. He won't be able to go anywhere. He'll just stay home scratching, scratching and scratching until he scratches all (laughs) his skin off. Sounds good, I said. Cool,
2: <laughs> cool. 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 That is so cool.
0: I just really got it. Right.
2: Wait, wait. So every time every time somebody says cool, they're quoting Carl from this book? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was the originator. He's he's an unknown character who is is rad with dogs and pioneered the word cool. Yeah.
2: Miles <laughs> Davis stole it from <laughs> Carl. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it
3: goes, bitches brew this book. That's the birth of cool. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh, and also the birth of cool.
1: Do you think, uh, so the car crash thing. Yeah. Mm, do yeah. you think, because we, we know. uh well, that we know Micah now. Got yeah. To, yeah, we know now that Micah got to Iris first. Do you think Micah was like coming in hot being like, yeah, just have her die in a car crash or something?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, the way he's treated his sister. Yeah, I can
1: maybe see that like that would that would make a lot of sense and then and then iris sees the opportunity for like more like business and and she's like okay well what if what if we make this like a three b instead of instead of a one-off and uh we'll start with itching and work our way up to car crash
0: so i guess i i am just now realizing i hadn't because this book made me just go with you know burning white rage uh yeah that's my eyes going white not me being white just to clarify yeah um (laughs) That I, I the spe- the spells that are so complicated that you really just need to rub this bird three times and think about what you want to do. It's really that the bird is magic, not that Iris is magic. That the the itching backfires and it's going on on Wade, and she runs back and I was like, Iris is like, oh, I fucked up. You want to do another one? And she's like, yeah, make him lose all his hair. Have him lose all his hair. Oh, what well, do you know? It. Uh, Wade's hair, start, she starts getting wolfman hair everywhere. I just kind of read that as, like, Iris is a really bad witch. Oh, no, she was just doing that all intentionally.
2: Yeah. Right. But it's weird that Iris... Gosh, I, I know. I'm trying to make sense of this thing. Please. again, Please. Chaos and nonsense. But, like... <laughs> so, to us, the reader, without yeah. knowing that Micah is setting this all up, all of these, like curse foibles seem ironic like oh she mm. wanted him to itch and then she itched and then she wanted his hair to fall out and then she grows hair mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they just coincidentally ha- happened to link up with the curses that micah placed anyway no
0: no you're right i was also tripping myself over like the first time it's a full-on reverse card of now you get the itching mm-hmm. right and then it's a second time, it's a reverse back, but also a inverse of you would think Wade would then also lose all of her hair. Right. Uh-huh. You know, right. Right. In, in a different scene that didn't happen. she She's hanging out with Steve, the boy she has a crush on, and her hair falls out mm-hmm. and it just fr- fr- freaks him out. But instead, she becomes a, a, a wolf man. And is running through the streets, and local dogs are just attracted and to her.
3: And here is the part that ties in. This is the first tie into the cinematic RL universe. A wild pack of dogs attacks her, and we have heard <laughs> through through multiple books in this series there have been wild dog attacks. <laughs> wild in th- of dogs. <laughs> so there therein lies the connective tissue of the RL universe. <laughs>
2: did, did RL did RL have both a shitty sibling and a? Bad experience with dogs, do you think? Without a doubt. I
1: checked online. Uh, I checked on his Wikipedia page to see if he had siblings, and it didn't say. So I don't think RL is siblings. Unless he's written them off.
2: <laughs> God, he revenged them. Yeah. But there's a
1: really <laughs> long section of that Wikipedia uh, page that is just uh, times he has been attacked by packs of dogs. And uh,
2: <laughs> well, there you go. See? <laughs> right, what you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Seeing our, picturing RL being, ch- he, a little RL who's also, he's also partly bald and got the glasses, <laughs> just being, just being chased by dogs in the streets brings joy to my heart.
1: Yeah. <laughs> apparently his, uh, <laughs> apparently his, Sweat smells like Steakums, and that's what the dogs are attracted to. <laughs> right, yeah.
2: He was cursed at birth with sausage sweat. Yeah.
0: That's why he had to stay indoors all the time, right? These books is like other kids just found him both appetizing and gross, that he smelled like Steakums. Right.
2: Vegetarians were mean to me. <laughs>
0: R.L.,
1: come on the podcast.
0: Come on and deny this. R.L., we love you, R.L. Come on the podcast and answer for your crimes. Um, so, so
3: Wade turns into this eldritch fur creature, which, yeah. uh, which is, is, is the the fur is is weighing Wade down, which I, like, how much fur <laughs> is going on here? What is happening?
1: Yeah, like, the, he talks about how heavy the fur is, and, like, uh, he also says that she becomes just like a koosh ball, like
2: a giant kushball yeah. of fur hmm. and like we got
0: our second Kushball reference in two episodes in a row yep. yeah oh, wow nice, it was, nice. It was, yeah.
2: yeah that was that kind of stuck out to me as being a like oh that's a rare pop culture reference because yes. these do seem to take place in like a kind of timeless void where mm-hmm. you know there's no pop culture signifiers and then when mm-hmm. one comes up it is like interesting so i i noted yeah. the Kushball thing oh, yeah. too
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. You you remind me. I wanted to note, not to backtrack. There was one other pop culture reference that I also raised my wee woof red flags. Was (laughs) Micah is bragging to a girl, uh, and I believe he says something like, "Yeah, I know this guy who says he can get me on MTV." Micah, no, that is not someone who's your friend. Whoever that is, (laughs) (laughs) do not go with that person anywhere.
2: A guy told me to send him some Polaroids of my feet.
0: He'd get me on TRL. Yeah, he totally thinks he can make it yeah. work.
2: I uh, met him in a trailer park, and <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> He's next door to Iris's place.
2: That, that's funny. We just need a random 17-year-old to appear on MTV. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Give shit, you're not in a band. <laughs> We're
0: rebooting Syphil and Ollie, but instead of hand puppets, it's feet puppets. So take me pictures of your feet. Of your feet.
3: <laughs> right, yeah. Little do we know that Micah eventually changed his name to Jesse Camp. And then <laughs>
1: history was made.
2: <laughs> oh, shit.
1: <laughs> oh. I hope, I hope Jesse's okay out there. Jesse's doing Jesse's doing fine. Eventually, she just asks... Wade just asks Iris to make Micah disappear.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. And... This goes down when uh Wade's mom and dad go on a fuck vacation mm-hmm. to the beach. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make another kid that also will hate you. They, say, as they, get in the car. <laughs>
1: they may be terrible parents, but they are fiery lovers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <All> right. <laughs> they love each other as much as they hate their one kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh this also coincides with, like, another fucked-up underwear-related Micah torture prank oh, yeah. thing, uh, where Micah takes a Polaroid of Wade while she's sleeping and uses it as blackmail material yep. Uh to, I don't know, to be an even bigger jerk. What does he have to gain at this point?
2: Yeah, it's 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 like in a, in a in a non crazy R.L. Stein world, these things mm-hmm. Micah is doing, like reading her diary and like you know taking pictures of her while she's sleeping, make him look like yeah an insane sociopath. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's the world we're in. Is that like people would people would blame Wade for these things that he's doing to her? Yeah, right. It it it, <laughs> it, 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 it posits such a crazy world
3: it's just yeah this one is again again just pure chaos there's this is a world of bullies this is just a world as far as i can tell the economy of this world is bullying
1: yeah this is this is like a town where like the government released gas to drain everyone of empathy
2: right the only the only (laughs) currency is stolen lunch money
1: Yep. yes
2: Everybody's just giving each other wedgies all the time.
1: It's a cutthroat town. From here, we think that the curse might have worked because uh, Micah actually disappeared, but we don't actually think that because this book has beaten us down so much. Um... (laughs) So, Wade has a change of heart, which I don't understand, because Micah is the literal worst. I think the and only
3: reason she has the change of heart is because her parents come home, and she, for some reason, assumes that her, and probably rightfully so, assumes that her parents will blame her when Micah does not come home.
1: What are they going to do? Go to Revenge our Us? Like... <laughs>
3: <laughs> they're just they're just going to blame her. Like no, Micah can do no wrong, as we've seen in this book. She will be punished regardless. So she goes back, not out of guilt, but out of fear of retribution from her parents to Iris. Mm-hmm. Iris Uh, is not there at this point. Or no, sorry, no, Iris is, well, no, sorry, the the fur one is when she's not there. This one, Iris is there. Iris tells her that the only way that she's going to be able to to counter a spell so powerful (laughs) is through, twist, I have a twin sister who has the more powerful uh, raven or crow, and she is at her house where she sleeps all day. Uh, Please go there and steal, (laughs) steal the other crow. Millie or something? Minnie. Minnie. Uh, and yeah. and bring it back to me, and then we will return your brother to this mortal coil.
1: Um, may I just cut in with something mm. that's been bothering sure. me? Is Iris a good business person or a terrible business person? Because I feel like this is just a wish-granting crow, right? Like, Yes. We don't really know why it has to be curses or revenge or whatever. It doesn't seem like... It seems like you could just like wish for infinite ice cream on the crow and it would work. This is a
0: reality shaping crow, yes. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) A classic of the horror genre, a reality shaping crow. (laughs) And I just think if she was a better business person, she could have like a better brand and have like a more positive oriented crow wish service. Like that might be good. But then I'm like, no, because you only make one sale per person that way and then i'm like why don't you just wish for money like why are you doing this is this just to get your rocks off Then this isn't a business it's a hobby why are you attaching money to it
0: uh, kevin that's a great question i would chime in and say that i think iris is a bad business woman <laughs> she took out she took, out a, she took out a print ad. I mean, I guess you have to at this point. What else are you going to do? A TV ad, I think, would do more.
2: By the way, I, the more I think about that, the more I love that idea of it being a cheesy local commercial on like, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. know we got Channel 13. What's, I've never <laughs> seen Channel 13 before. <laughs> <laughs> and then she yeah, tries to great. turn it on the next day, and it's static. Yes. Uh-huh, yes. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Then you can't get back to him anymore. Oh, that'd be, that'd be great, Jordan. I'd love that. Um, or
3: the channel, the channel only appears when you're in a, a moment of need. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, cause like Arl did the print ad thing cause he wanted to make it a joke what a shitty business this was. But if you had like the commercial and have the commercial be, have like high production values and then you get to the place and it's a trailer, that's pretty funny.
0: Sure. Sure, you think it's gonna be like a yeah, maybe it'll be a spooky business building, but instead it's someone working out of their home. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin, you could be a better business model, like Iris needs to offer tiered curses mm-hmm. right? yeah right you you have the like okay, this will fuck them up for a week
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh that's one that's one level that's your that's your copper level mm-hmm. team curse, okay, and then silver level is like this will stick with them for a year. Gold levels like this will change their lives, and then you know platinum is the like this is the one and done. You'll never see me ever or, again. Kind
3: or or you don't even have the platinum CAS curses as a service. You then de- yeah, you, that's you offer a fifteen dollar yeah. a month <laughs> curse fee, and then you can um. you got them on the rope for good. Yeah, you do it. Yeah, they get
2: a free trial, they forget to cancel it. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, <laughs> then fifteen dollars a month, and you're breaking it in. To reference cinematic classic Dirty Work. Um, I love Red, that. Starting the deceased Norm McDonald. Oh, I also have man. fondness for Dirty Work. Uh, they they were smart enough about having their their pranks, their professional pranks done on live TV. Right? They prank the used car salesman as he's doing a live infomercial and then it's like yeah one of those live commercials that people are always doing
2: (laughs) why were they doing that (laughs) (laughs) it's an event everybody looks forward to the live commercial (laughs) don't
0: record this at all to ever re-air it we're spending this entire thing for one live commercial for 30 seconds Uh. (laughs) there's a funny joke Um, in that
2: where it's like (laughs) they shoot it and they're like well it's a good thing that wasn't live and then you like go to the editor going like why am I cutting this into the commercial what am I Doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why? I, I guess they wanted this. Yeah, I, I think Iris is a bad businesswoman. She's trying. I want to root for her. You know, support local businesses. Right. Yeah. Uh, work from work from home economy. I think is great. I, I just think Iris is very flawed. <laughs> right. Very flawed strategy.
2: But yeah, I mean, also she's like doing curses for like kids. She, shouldn't she be working for like the mafia?
0: Yeah. <laughs> or the government. <laughs>
3: She's going for a little bit of like a, you know, like a crowdsource. She's she's building up her, her momentum, you know, she's got to get word of I mouth.
0: should be in Suicide Squad for sure. Like, <laughs> Viola Davis needs to be like, I need you to help me take down Superman. Right.
2: I need but you and your magic crow, crow to crow. invade Bane's Island. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and maybe she's just like a punk band that doesn't want to sell out. That's like, true. Maybe this magazine was a zine. Yeah. She's a pure cursor. Yeah. Yeah, she's the fugazi. Of, she's the fugazi of crow cursors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Iris is putting self-printed zines out in everyone's mailboxes for revenge. Iris us.
3: refuses to sub out her curses or to pay someone to do cur- less for the curses she can do herself. She will. She will not do that.
1: Very okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, you know what. I think that was my problem, is I was putting Iris in a capitalist mindset when she's post scarcity. She can wish anything into existence, so she's she's just going to do whatever the hell she wants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jordan, would you
3: like
2: to take us through the final
3: act of this story?
2: Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, let me let me see if I can do it. So okay. so the final act. So and this is kind of when I'm like. Jesus Christ, this book should have started here. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, finally something is happening. Like, there's some mission. There's a, right. you know, there's a, you got to get this and bring it back here. The imagery is getting creepy, actually, like truly creepy. Yeah. And, and you know, and, it, and it's, there are some things in this book that do, like, kind of create a visceral reaction. And I'm mm. sure if you're a kid, like, the idea of, you know, growing hair and it not being able to stop and it's you know all this and like what if your you know sibling disappeared and you were responsible like Mm -hmm. some of it like i understand how like this stuff can get to you especially if you're a kid so Mm -hmm. like you know i I, i'll I'll acknowledge some craft here Mm -hmm. um but yeah so we have a a mission she has to go to the other (laughs) creepy house that's called They call it Dead House, which actually struck me. It's like, could this be a reference? I wanted to ask you guys if I think Dead House was something
3: because there is welcome to Dead House, right? Isn't that one of the books?
0: Yeah, it's the first book Yeah, of the entire Goosebumps. Yeah. Either R.L. forgot or it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a reference. I can't
2: think of names. <laughs>
0: have I done that one before yet? I could look at my bookshelf of all my books, but... Eh.
2: <laughs> right, yeah, it's like in those early Batman movies when they would mention Metropolis, and it was like, oh, shit, you know. mm Yes, she has to go to Dead House to get Minnie the Crow, So she first she pedals over to Carl's house and his mom says he's at baseball so she can't come, Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then. She uh so she goes to Dead House, breaks in without much trouble. Mm-hmm. Could we have been spending some time here breaking into a haunted house? This is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. No. she just gets in and uh, you know, gets a cobweb in the face, she sees a light bulb hanging from a wire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Classic mm-hmm. creepy house stuff, and mm-hmm. then she Sees a crow in a cage that we learned later was bought from a pet store. Mm-hmm. Yep. And by the way, how much did the crow cost? Like, a crow's got to be 50 bucks. I mean, yeah. You're getting 300? Anyway. Maybe
0: maybe there's like a 24 hour return policy where if Micah bought it that day, he can get it back within like the next 12 hours. Oh, so yeah. You leave
2: the, the tag on. He's <laughs> he,
0: net, <laughs> he bought it from yeah. Nordstrom. <laughs> it says Pet Supplies Plus on the side of the crow. You're like, yeah, this is spooky, huh?
3: All I know is that at this rate, Micah's not getting that Mustang that he wants so bad yeah
1: because like okay crow may be 50 bucks at the pet store but like then you gotta take it to a vet that specializes in exotic animals and that's like 400 bucks
0: that's a cheap fucking crow by the way guys like uh birds now are like hundreds of dollars and a crow a smart bird that's hard
3: to catch definitely that's expensive. like a $1000 burden running out.
1: a blood test on a $50 crow would be like 600 bucks like so
2: already Micah and Iris are like in the red for this <laughs> <laughs> so they, maybe that's 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 Wade's ultimate revenge is that they spent so much money <laughs> revenging her <laughs> neither
0: of us will go to college he laughs as he says he <laughs> drags them both into poverty right. <laughs>
2: She she grabs the crow, it makes a sound, a uh, creepy witch comes out, and then the witch takes off their, their wig and throws it at Wade, and it's been Micah the whole time. Um, he says, I'm so happy I could do a backflip. That's going to come back in two pages. Mm-hmm. So it was Micah the whole time. <laughs> we learn about this complicated bullshit to where he saw the magazine on Wade's desk Realized that she was going to do it later after she tried her own revenge mm-hmm. and then he he went to Iris, they put this whole thing together, he did the wishes, so that's that just coincidentally kind of lined up with the ones she did cut and then how does this happen? so well, Wade- so he and he
3: and his and his motivation here, which I think is really strange, is it was my revenge the whole time for the pre crime
2: i think of of ways. <laughs> <laughs> Wade freaking about revenge. Yeah. 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 Jesus yeah. Christ, this sucks. So <laughs>
0: much like much like McMahon going, It was me, Austin, it was me the whole yeah. time. This is also like, I guess? Yeah. I guess it was you, Micah? Oh sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so then back at home, I guess I don't I for, I didn't this didn't register me how this happened. So Wade goes to get the actual wishing crow, not the pet store crow. Right. <laughs> But she has the wishing crow, and Carl is there for some reason. (laughs) Cool.
1: Yeah. So Wade swaps the the dollar store crow and (laughs) the wishing crow. Okay. Because she sneaks over to Iris's to do that, which prompts Iris to uh, come over to Wade's house. Because Micah, dick that he is, doesn't pay in cash. He pays with a check (laughs) that has his address on it. (laughs) <laughs> That's
3: right. There was no mobile banking then So it was a real pain in the ass for,
0: for
2: Iris <laughs> Yeah Iris is having to go to the bank Three times a week to catch all these $300 checks from teenagers <laughs>
0: and, she, and she leans down to the teller and goes I'm not going to report this on my taxes Iris <laughs> says
2: um, so, then, so then Wade wishes for Micah to be constantly doing Backflips um, <laughs> yep. Logical first wish just yeah. going to
0: make him cooler. You just made him strong. Yeah, he's going to
2: be the like he's going to be king shit of the neighborhood.
3: He's backflip guy. <laughs> the core power that he's going to attain from this, he's going to be
2: ripped by summer.
0: Oh my god.
2: So then she gets tired of that. She says she literally says this is getting boring. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying what the audience is thinking. Good good, good
0: sign in a book, whatever the character's for. Sucks.
2: (laughs) This sucks. I'm going to go read some James Patterson, the character (laughs) said. (laughs) So (laughs) Wade is doing backflips, and then she turns him into a slug. Carl suggests that maybe it's dangerous. Then she's like, you're right, and then turns him into a frog. And then she... Iris comes in, and then she feels bad about it, and then she wishes... Again, for him to be turned back. This is all on the last page, by the way. Mm -hmm. She wishes Mm -hmm. for him to be turned back. And then Iris explains that it's a wishing crow. You get three wishes a day. And if you make a fourth wish, the fourth (laughs) wish goes back on you. So then, you know, just the most complicated exposition dump that... We never we there's no way for us to have known. Um, It seems
0: very exploitable, by the way. I I, on my fourth wishing crow, I go, I wish for Paul to have a million dollars. Oh no, no, I have a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just if you know that, (laughs) it's an unlimited
2: wish crow.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, no, you're right, because she tries to stop Iris from cursing her by pre cursing Iris with her fourth with her fourth wish to make her a frog.
3: Right. We have like a we have like a Mexican standoff of curses here, right?
2: Yeah, they're both just pointing crows at each other. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Holding them like guns. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just saying, drop You <laughs> drop your crow. No, you drop <laughs> you your crow. crow.
1: <laughs> and then the book almost has like the saddest happy ending of all where Wade's mind uh, betrays her as the frog form takes hold. And she suddenly doesn't care about revenge or anything. She just likes
2: to hop around and eat flies. The end. You know, and I'll say, as much as this sucked, that's a pretty good last line. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it, I was
3: so mad, but at the same time, I was like, okay, all right, that makes logical sense. That's, a, that's how that character would feel right now. For For once, the character's motivation makes sense to me.
2: Yeah, and it's this weird thing of like she's finally at peace, you know, like she's That's been true, yeah. She's been like, you know, obsessed with revenge this whole time. This is the happy you're
3: right, this is the happiest ending a Goosebumps book has ever had.
2: <laughs> what? Yeah. The characters <laughs> learn to just like take pleasure in the simple things in life. Live in the fly, moment, you know, just like finding food and you know, just, just to have a more basic view of life. Yeah, I don't know. I was yeah, I mean this was a sucky ride but like that's kind of a good ending it's kind of a good ending the book
3: is
0: good the book's good <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm not
0: i'm not going down this i want yes yes but i'm not going down this road with you on that's that. fair yeah, that's
2: a bridge too far
0: <laughs> what
1: i think rl is saying here mm-hmm. is that uh, a life without empathy is constant torment mm. right the only release is death <laughs> or being turned into a magic frog.
2: Or just to concentrate on your base needs existing, like, you know, right? food, yeah. sleep, locomotion. Like, just, just break it down into its basest elements, and that's that's happiness.
1: Yeah, it makes it more like a zen message. Like, right. Like, it's like, the torment of life is fleeting. Flies are forever.
2: Right. <laughs> but
0: and 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 not to bring it back to capitalism, but again, the, the maybe a good ending, debatable, but Iris here is hurting her bottom line. <laughs> she just transformed her entire clientele to frogs who can't do future business with her. They can't tell other people they can't leave a good review on Yelp. she is <laughs> she She hasn't even confirmed payment yet. Mm-hmm. She is essentially killing any of her income. yeah
3: she's not getting any of those lucrative government contracts for sure
1: i mean she's keeping her costs (laughs) low she's like she's in an affordable part of the of of the town and she's like living in a mobile home and she seems to live pretty well there she has like lots of personalized stuff a human skull
2: skulls yeah she can afford skulls
1: (laughs) Yeah, that, those aren't cheap. A probably real skull, that'll run you a couple bucks. So this is a uh, book. In the end, we're left with more questions than answers. And maybe that book. is
3: good and cool, and I like that about it.
1: You know, this is a good book. The book's
3: good. <laughs> the book's good. We all like the book.
0: I, we all like it, I guess, yeah. But when they do the
3: reprint of this book, there will be a Jordan Morris pull quote on the front. The book's good.
0: <laughs> no, listen <laughs> the book's good i don't make
3: the
2: rules
0: <laughs> you might you might qualify for it because uh jordan i feel like this is a great way to bring up uh you got a wonderful graphic novel out there in the ether for people to check out uh bubble would you like to yeah, talk about it a
2: little bit absolutely yeah there there are no magic crows so if Damn. you were Tuning into this show because you want to hear about Magic Crow stories. I'm sorry. This does not fall into that genre.
1: Bold choice. I always wondered what a story without a Magic Crow would be like. So very (laughs) interesting.
2: I dared to dream. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I co-wrote a graphic novel called Bubble. I co-wrote it with a great comedy writer named Sarah Morgan. Uh, The art is by Tony Cliff, who does the Delilah Dirk series. Uh, the mm-hmm. colors are by Natalie Reese, who does the Dungeon Critters series. Uh, so cool, cool team of of uh, uh, funny people all pitched in to make this. And uh, yeah, it's a sci fi comedy. It is based on the Max Fun podcast of the same name. Uh, but you do not have to have heard the podcast to enjoy the book. Hopefully, they uh, they supplement each other. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, but you can uh, read the book without having listened to the podcast. And yeah, it's a a sci fi comedy. It is kind of set in a near future where everybody lives in these bubble cities. Outside, there are, you know, monsters and aliens and mutants, and uh, our characters have to participate in kind of a life-and-death gig economy to survive. Um, Mm -hmm. They participate in this app called Hunter, where people hire you to kill their monsters. And uh, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's these kind of goofy, ill-equipped hipsters, and they have to uh, uh, fight monsters to survive, and then they stumble upon a Corporate espionage plot and and adventure ensues. Um yeah, it's called Bubble. it is from first second publishing and you can get it uh wherever you get a book, uh or a comic book. Um yeah, uh, maybe check out your local indie bookstore or comic book store. That sounds cool it's as A heck.
0: rad title. And oh yeah, and the, and the story's great, but yeah, the art is beautiful, Jordan. You got a great team there. Yeah, yeah.
2: no, one. I know. Tony, Tony and Natalie are both quite brilliant if you if you know their their work, you know that they're uh, about as good as it gets. And yeah, it's it's a it's a nice nice looking book. And uh yeah, it's 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 a blast. I'm really proud of it. And uh yeah, I think if you're I think if you're listening to this show, uh you'll really like it. So, uh yeah, Bubble, it's out there. Hell yeah, also, Jordan! Congrats! Thank you, thank you.
3: Well, uh, wh- where else can people find you on the internet?
2: Ah, I am. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris, and uh, I also do a podcast called Jordan Jesse Go. Chad, you've uh, you've joined us for that show.
0: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Had a blast.
2: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think you're 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 due back sometime in the near future. And uh, yeah, if. Um, uh yeah, if it's a, it's a it's a goofy chat show. Uh like this one, only we don't talk about goosebumps hardly ever.
0: I understand. I, I envy what that must be like, George. <laughs> no, you guys have a
2: format. This is great. I envy this. This is all. we have something to talk about. <laughs> this is terrific.
0: <laughs> well, also if you guys if you do want to listen to another version of this podcast where we have less structure, you can always go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash goosebuds. Supporting the show gets you access to a bunch of cool stuff. Like a private Discord, getting to vote on which books we read next, and also our bonus episodes of Camp Goosebuds, where it is probably more Jordan-Jesse-Go structured. You guys are still way more professional than us, for sure, (laughs) but it is us talking around the digital campfire for at least an hour and uh, sharing what's going on in our lives. Yeah,
1: and uh, we recently did a a public Camp Goosebuds, which you can find uh, on your podcatcher apps. If you want to look at more Goosebuds content wherever you're listening to this, you'll probably find more of it. Check them out. Yeah, Check and out. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Goosebuds at Goosebuds Pod. Is that us? Mm-hmm. That's us. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did it. We got it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan, thank you so much again for for returning. Uh, we are grateful for your company and your insight into this. We're so sorry, it's a bad book. Thank, thank you. you for <laughs> no, being a this is a blast.
2: You guys are so hilarious, and this is such a fun, fun show to do. So yeah, yeah, anytime, happy to read, a, happy to read 100 pages of shit to come and, <laughs> come and chat with you guys. This is fun.
3: Thank you for enduring with us, Jordan.:
0: I'm going to go uh, listen to my favorite Sadie B. Hawkins song, uh, "Wishing Crow," and I'll uh, <laughs> hang out with you guys later.
3: <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody.
0: episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon supporters. They live in the book of names, starting with Stefan Jive-Turkey Kuwabara.
1: Hollis Hornby,
0: Cameron Murphy-Audio. Michael McDowell. Josh Robertson. Mickey C. Nathan Dolzall, Kelly C. Mike Lantari, Buddy Morrill. Elcade, Mel Dipson. Zankeith. Afsheen. Danky McStanky. Dango Twist. Lowbelly Hate Me. Brian Wells. Zenticles Stealth Bates. Joseph Miranda. Patrick Reynolds. Robert Moon. Jason Crooker. Clay Castle. Miguel Pardo. Third Sergio. John Keaty. Calf.
3: Chad Will. Make more paranoia, Shoppy. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, I, Chad, tell people that your full name is Chadwell, please, from now on. Chadwell!
0: Ch- Chad, Chadwell III at your service. <laughs> Sniggy.
1: Maddie. Eshak Arafan. Gregory D. Warren. Alan Saylor. Cody Redfield. Bradford Coulter. Aiden Alexander
0: Dice. Reinfected. Jar Jar Slanks. Justin Wagman. Chosen One. Cardboard Walk. Levi Van. Up and Champ Jonas Engman Alicia Grafe Maloyster Carl
1: Something I Love Broccoli Hey, pause for a second I think I gotta get Paul off my chest
0: Great job That that, that threw me for a second Great Great job,
3: Kevin Great flip (laughs) The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation Elusive Koala Yanni Markovina Joe Brook X Beezus Christ
0: Christian Vanskeever Trent Davis Drew Applegate Jeremy Lowe Brian Hobgood, Jonas Blotterman Zach Connor, Patreon underscore Donator, Yo,
1: Joe, Spooky Digital Ghost, Tierney,
0: Tom Whittem, Andrew Jadzak respects Joe regular name Scott heart emoji Luke Skywalker salute. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of meta to, uh, to
3: unpack. From that. <laughs> Did
0: Luke Skywalker ever
3: salute? Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that one. <laughs> He does the cool salute, and then that's when R2 shoots the the lightsaber out. Oh,
0: it's this is the, like, sick. over on Jabba's it's palace. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. cool, Luke. Yeah, this is all in here in the book of names. It's cool hand Luke. <laughs> Keep it in. Lord Cornwallis. Paul Grosso. Carson Bean. <laughs> Murph EP. Joe, regular name, Scott. Trendy Moron. Devin Ticklebean is your new best friend. Sean Minogue. Vincent Modica. Wormtown Glenn. Luke Canoodles. Wiggle it! (laughs) (laughs) Love that energy. (laughs) Zam Bambino. Hugh Bolin. John Pigeon Hat Barber. Chip Handsome. Matt McClellan. Alex Moon, the robotic dog. Sarah Kemp. Tanya Turtle. Chili Dish Gambino.
1: Nathan Remick.
0: Debaldi. Brett. Reed Stubbendiek, Adam You Goofed. Juan Jalapena. Joey Evans. Carewise Gamgee. Keith Halcrow, Chris, Tranquil Sleepwear
1: Erection Nelson. Timothy Miso Dulacus.
0: Clay McCarty.
1: Uncle Cool Brother.
0: Cameron Hanson. Matthew Stevens. Parker Lee. Hambo. Hey, Bolly, it's me, Benny i G- I'm sorry, I didn't should have done an accent. <laughs> hey, Bolly, it's me. <laughs> Yes, Betty, guess your weight. The spooky dune witch. Anyway, go on and put your hand in my boob box. <laughs> I like I like bad East Coast
1: dune. Hey, generally depressing. Dom's
0: sexy ghost, a.k.a. Captain Sick. I'm still feeling bad about my offensive stereotype. Raymond Hernandez. <laughs> Lemley. The crow fans. Matthew Sutton. Yeah, yeah.
3: You know, Chad had just caught up to me how insulted I am by that accent. Ben <laughs> Bohan.
0: <laughs> Jeffrey Owen Kahe. Lee Wood. Kelsey Kinneman. Damn.
3: Boss Gerritsen. Hey, Eric. It's going to be all right. You're doing a great job. Mm.
0: Russell Kasberg. Xavier Jimenez. Brendan Arafin. Liam Neeson's Doe. Crispy Dracus. Scotty Pippen. When Dragons Rule. Streak. Meet Virginia. Jonas M. Volson, Calamity Carl, Germjuice. Dungeon Kappa, Nick Johnson, MC Hamster, Zach Weir, Limp Duck, Alan G. Jussum, Stephen Day, Tobias Clark, Michael Kupka, Julian Lamendia, Adam Muth, Andre Villanueva, Ryan Carroll, Jeremy Bowser, Megan McCormick Mason, Ninja Breadman. Lemon. Got little old ma pretty Frenched. Peanut Level 69.
1: Estabella, Lord of Paul's Pants. And a Dr. Chocula. Jimmy Soul. The Davy Boy. Kenny
3: M.
0: Dr. Diarrhea. Moon Juice. Kieran McNamara. Diet Soda. Skellafella. Jackie Ledoux. Coleman
1: Laguza. Lamb is a Bone Wizard.
0: Mmm. A pair of Scots. SSJ Trogdor. Hell yeah.
1: Levi
3: Kidder. David Gray.
0: Bryce Diori. That's
3: a dwarf name. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Matthew Bratato. I am Cornholio. I need TP for my bunghole.
1: Classic. Carbson. Mike Spaghetti Jones. Also a dwarf name. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: It's dwarf it, loves spaghetti.
3: Read a book. Uh, <laughs>
0: he said it. It's true. Redemption. <laughs> the noodles are denser down the earth. <laughs> Some of Chad's bird friends you might hear even in the recording of this: Nicholas Maloney, <laughs> Midwest Indigo Thirteen, Chris, Thomas Jancis Eric Horwitz, Tiffany
1: Leah, David Lynch, XXX, Brendan Fraser,
0: Six Six Six, Doctor Eggdrop Soup Man. I just realized that was a, a Republic parody reference. Lucretia <laughs> McEvil. Elm Realm. Muted Astronaut. Soggy Newspapers. Henri Torbert. Or oh. Henry Torbert. I <laughs> <You> don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a dwarf name.
1: <laughs>
3: All French people are dwarfs.
1: Well, I've got some theories, and I am <laughs>
0: very French. <laughs> <laughs> Wagmar Wigmere. Dakota Camp. John W. Burgers Wonderful World The Skotag. Adam Knapp. Logan Derby. Brad Schmelzer. Kiwi O Nice. We're surprisingly not a dwarf name. Serial <laughs> Killer X. <laughs> Chick. Matt Skellaman. Milk Milkpunk. Skeletorin. Shuddering Stepin. Kakenti.
1: Mr. Misfire.
3: Mandy Nasty. Lama Lad. Jover the Moon.
0: Benjamin Luther. Edgar's Crassus. Nine seven six evil. Philip Reynolds. Dennis Wright. Jacob Rogers. Chicago Frank. (laughs) What's up, Chicago Frank? Also a dwarf name. Chicago exists in all universes. (laughs) (laughs) There's always there's always a Sears Tower. There's Nathan Gurney.
1: Oh, I love this one. Rum Daddy. Rum
3: Daddy. Chad, that was too brilliant. Cameron (laughs) Ganzeval. Vosimi Matt Septor, Greg Gervasi Daryl Flynn Dakota Kipper Uh, Greg, is it Gervasi or Gervasi? Please tell me And Tell us Tell us And (laughs) now, welcoming some new names to the book of names you'll never escape Ryan R. Davis
0: (laughs) Welcome Pizza Bagel Rocco I'm so hungry now Welcome Scott Wabble Get on in, Kit Bush (laughs) Jump on in, take off your shoes, Anthony Rodriguez.
1: Now, ascend, B! (laughs) B.
3: I write your name in blood, Peter McGregor. Welcome, everyone.
1: Welcome. Your names are all dwarf names. We fooled you. The whole book, it's dwarves the whole (laughs) way down. It's just dwarves. Thank you. Thanks, bye. Bye.
3: See see y'all in Chicago, aka Dwarf Town. Bye bye. Flypaper.
0: The work of the people. Owned by the people. Supported by the people. Visit
1: flypaper.fm.